contrast. That's really what our scripture is about this morning, contrast. The difference of two views about God. The difference between two perspectives about our relationship with God and what God wants for us. This morning, I'd like to ask you to uh, look at the contrast that we find in Galatians, this New Testament book written by Paul um, about the spirit and the flesh. For the last two weeks, we have focused on the importance of the Holy Spirit in our lives. For these three Sundays leading up to Pentecost Sunday, which is actually next Sunday, I've been wanting to focus on how important the Holy Spirit is and what the Holy Spirit wants to do to help us in our lives. I kind of think of it a little bit like this. Uh, go on down to, in my uh, slides to where I started here, would you? That was kind of an introductory slide that I had in there to read the Scripture. Right after the announcements, would you do that? What we've been focusing on is the place of the Holy Spirit in our lives. The place of the Holy Spirit. Where does God want the Holy Spirit to be within us? And the relationship that He wants to have with us. I think of it a little bit like this. Here is life with the Holy Spirit. Now go to that next slide, please. Life of the Holy Spirit. The balloons are full. They're rising up. There's potential there. Now this is life without the Holy Spirit. Potential. Possibilities. Not a whole lot of life in those balloons at this time. God wants to fill our life with something that gives our lives meaning and purpose and a future. A hope. I want us to think this morning and remember how important it is that we see the Holy Spirit as a gift. A gift. Jesus promised that the Father would send the Holy Spirit to the church. He promised that after Jesus ascended to heaven, he said, I will pray and the Father will send to you a gift. He will give you a gift. The Holy Spirit is the gift of God. It's a gift that God from all of eternity has planned for this time that we live in. I call it the days, uh, you can call it many things. One way... The days of the church. During these days, for as long as these days last, we live in a time period where God wants us to be connected to the Holy Spirit that came from heaven to be with us. It really is an amazing gift. It's a tremendous gift from the, the fullness of God. I, I kind of think of three gifts, especially, and there's I'm sure there's more, and there's different ways to describe it, but I think of Three gifts that God gives us throughout time. Number one, he gave us the gift of Jesus. And I'm sure there's others. But the gift of Jesus was incredible. We think of Christmas as the gift of Jesus. When God sent his own son to live a holy and a sinless life and to love people and draw them to him. And then he, he died 
for our sins that we could be forgiven. And he rose to, to new life so that we have the promise of eternity. The second gift is the gift of the Holy Spirit, and that's what we live in. That's what you have today. This day, Sunday, the 29th of May, you have a gift to either cherish or ignore. Today, you have the gift of the Holy Spirit to decide what you do with and whether or not you listen to the Spirit. It is a tremendous gift. And the third gift I want to say is about the gift of eternity, the gift of heaven. And the Bible tells us so much about that. And, and that someday when we take our last breath, the promise is that God has gone to prepare a place for us. And so uh, we do have a future after this life. You, you can kind of look at it like it's almost like the past, present, and the future. God's gifts, the person of Jesus and salvation the presence of the Holy Spirit and what He wants to do in your life and in the future and all of eternity. All these are the gifts of God. Well, what do we, what do we say about this gift of the Holy Spirit? Number one, the, the Holy Spirit is freely given by God. God has wanted for you to have the Holy Spirit. It's planned by God. The Holy Spirit is God's plan for your life. It's not just kind of an add-on to the story of the Bible, but, but God's plan is that you would actually sense the very presence of God in your life today. And it would be real and meaningful, not just a story or some other added part of the Bible that's a part of the, the, you know, the overall idea, but that God has planned for you to know His Holy Spirit. To be able to say, yes, I know the Holy Spirit is speaking to me. It's planned by God, but yet we choose whether or not we use that gift. It's the same thing today, and I used this illustration before. If I walk back, and maybe I'll do it here to Andy. Andy, I'm going to give you a gift. My phone. Don't drop it or it'll break. And don't drop it in the pool. All right. Now, you see how he reached his hand out? Andy's cooperative. He thinks he wants my phone. Okay. That's up to you what you do with a gift, Andy. You can play during church or... No, I, no, don't do that. You know, God's not going to come back to Andy and say, I'm, well, I am going to take that back. Never mind. <laughs> but God gives us the gift but it's up to you whether or not you receive it and whether or not you enjoy the benefits of this. Andy could have taken the phone and it's done, turned it off, dropped it, put it away in his house. You have a choice about the Holy Spirit. God wants you to listen and hear and He gives you the gift, but it's up to you what to do about it. It's up to you whether or not to believe, number one. Believe that God is who He says He is, and He offers His gift to you. But it's, it, it's up to you. Salvation is up to you. God will not make you, make you be saved. God will not make you believe. Belief is a choice that each of us have. He won't force you to believe in Him. And He won't force you to listen to the Holy Spirit. 
He won't force you to do that. There are a lot of other gifts within the gift of the Holy Spirit. And, and I just say that because I'm not going to focus on them today. But there's a lot of other gifts too. But I just want to talk especially about this one big gift of the Holy Spirit today. I kind of think of it like this. The Holy Spirit is this really big box gift. Okay? I mean, so big you can barely carry it. And inside that box, if you open it up, are a lot of other little gifts and boxes, all that help you to live the Christian life. If you open the box and you listen to it, I'm sure I'll, I may hear from this, but you know all these boxes up here? Somebody had a creative idea, and I'm glad some people are creative because I'm not. I really like these things. I really do. But you know... All these boxes together kind of make a, a, a background or a whatever you want to call it for our church. All of these are individual and together it's a way to decorate our sanctuary, whether you like it or not. Well, the Holy Spirit has all kinds of of little things to help you so that you can be fully decorated and live the Christian life and, and live it with joy and, and get the meaning out of it. He gives all these gifts from the Holy Spirit. But we have to be willing to receive it and hear it and embrace it. So this morning, I, I want to emphasize really two things from here on. One is... I want to emphasize the importance of the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. What's the target of the Holy Spirit? The home of the Holy Spirit. Well, we know the Scriptures say that the Holy Spirit wants to be inside of every believer. That's a promise of salvation. That is a benefit when you ask Jesus to come into your heart and forgive you for your sins. God promises that He sends the Holy Spirit into your life, into your mind, into your body, into your psyche, into your, your ability to hear Him. And He wants to live there. Literally, He wants to live inside of who you are. I think about that as, as He wants to be inside your mind so that when you think, you can hear the Holy Spirit showing you things. And you can think about the things of God. And you can have insight because the Holy Spirit is in your mind. And, and again, He will not force you, but He will prompt you when you hear things, when you think about things, when you're weighing things. If you have invited the Holy Spirit to come into your heart and mind, He will be in your mind and He will be helping you to see things the way God sees them. The other way I think of it is the Holy Spirit wants to come into your heart. Now, that's kind of the, I'm, I'm describing it, it's as your will. That part of you that makes your decisions about who you are and what you're going to be, and your identity. Well, the Holy Spirit wants to help you to see it God's way. He wants to give you a worldview that comes from God Himself. So that you see your life and you see problems and you see sin and you see forgiveness and you see relationships the way that God does. 
You see, God wants his Holy Spirit to, to dwell all inside of you. Whatever word you want to use, to reside inside of you, inside of your thoughts and your will. He, that way, the Holy Spirit will speak to your life from within. It's not God with a bullhorn from heaven saying, Hey, Wayne, wake up down there and watch out for whatever. It's the Holy Spirit inside it saying, You know, God has my best in mind and he's going to prompt me. He's going to bring things to my mind and my heart. And then I make a choice. Am I going to listen or am I going to shut the door and say, Nope, I don't have to listen to God. The Holy Spirit wants to be able to speak to your heart. Look at this verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. It says, Do, not, do you not know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells within you? Man, that is about as clear and direct as, as we can have. Do you not realize? Do you know today? I just want to say to all of us, do we know today? If we're believers, if we have asked Jesus to forgive us, God has sent His Holy Spirit, and we, our bodies, our minds, our hearts, are the, the temple of God, and He dwells inside that. He wants to, to live inside of you. He wants you to invite Him to come and speak to your heart. The Holy Spirit within means that He wants to have a conversation with you and, and have it continually. The Holy Spirit wants to continuously be able to talk to you, and I don't mean distract you when you're driving, you know, but I mean it's that inner sense that God has right and wrong. God has a purpose for your life, that you would hear that, and, and that's great with you. You're happy to feel that and sense that. It's not like you've got to get off the side of the road. Okay, what's God saying to me? No, it's not like that. At least it's not for me. It's more like as I drive down the road, and I'm thinking about a problem. I'm thinking about something that I'm, I'm feeling bad about and I'm wrestling with, God helps me to see it from his perspective. Well, Wayne, don't get too caught up on this part of it, but also remember about this. Or maybe I'm working in this person's heart and spirit and what you said to them, maybe that was enough. And maybe, Wayne, you said too much and maybe, maybe you need to think about your, your motive about why you said what you did. Daily conversations, continuous conversations God wants to have with you. And he wants to gently lead you. Kind of like a, a guidance system inside. You know, I'm not talking about God grabs a steering wheel and goes like this and you're coming with me. You know, I, that's not how God deals with me. But I tell you what, when I'm listening and I'm quiet before God, I do hear that that guidance system inside of me that says, Wayne, you're going down the wrong road. Or you need to stop. You need to think about this. You need to, you need to back up. The guidance system. God's Holy Spirit wants to gently lead you. There are times in life when circumstances hit us like a brick wall. But most of the time, at least in my life, it's really that quiet Holy Spirit that's talking to me and saying, Wayne... This is what I want for you. This is, this is best. He knows you. Your life. He knows your hopes. He knows your future. He knows the dreams you have. And man, he, God is a dreaming God. He gives people dreams. 
God doesn't want to keep you from doing what you are wired to do and made to do. He wants to help you to get there. If it's a godly thing, if it's a good thing, he wants to to help bless your life. In fact, the best way to probably get to all your goals is to say, God, I'm counting on your Holy Spirit to guide me to get there. Help me to have the right heart and attitude and choices and life so that I can get to what I believe I can do. He is there with you throughout everything you do. There's not a day of your life that the Holy Spirit checks out. Though he's there when you are not listening. He's there when you get real self-centered. And the Bible talks about that. He's grieved then. I mean, there's things, and that's not part of this sermon, but it's something to, to, to talk about. What can we do to shut out the Holy Spirit? We can grieve his spirit. We can be ignoring his spirit. And so I say to you today, the Holy Spirit wants to be your helper. Your helper. In every way, He wants to help you. He is the key to having balance in life and having a future that God wants for you. Cherish the Holy Spirit. I'll say on the other side of it, don't take the Holy Spirit for granted. Don't take the, It's not that He's going to walk out on you if you do. But He'll be silent. You won't be able to hear him. He might not be silent, but you won't be able to hear him because you've got so much else going on inside of your soul and your spirit and your mind that, that you're not listening to him. God's plan is that certain qualities will be present and seen in your life because you listen to the Holy Spirit. Some of them are found in this text and I think are, are really good for us to remember. You could call it the evidence What's the evidence of the Holy Spirit in your life? What's the evidence of anybody and whether or not they really have the Holy Spirit? And, you know, I mean, we think we know each other. I think I know you guys. I could be right or wrong, but I think I'm pretty sure. In fact, I'm about 99% sure about you guys. I love Charles and Chad. Let's make examples out of you, okay? I love you guys. I see such fruit in your life. Because of your, your, your spirit, your kindness. You see, the fruit of the spirit that this scripture talks about is those spirits on the inside, love and joy and peace and patience and kindness, and goodness, faithfulness, self-control. God says if you have the Holy Spirit in your life, you're going to have those things. That's going to come out of you because of what's inside of you. The evidence of the Holy Spirit. Can others see it in your life? The character of a person who is listening to the Holy Spirit will, will have fruit. They'll have fruit because that's, that's what it's called, the fruit of the Spirit. And so we, we think of that question, what about the fruit in our lives? Is our fruit ripe? Is it fresh? I mean, just think about a, a fruit basket. And think about what the fruit of the Holy Spirit is. The, the fruit is what you see and you taste and it's on the outside. We don't know each other's heart, but, but we can tell oftentimes because we see the fruit. We see that attitude and that spirit. We see the outward signs of God's Spirit within. And so, so many times it's evident 
whether the Holy Spirit is free in to, to speak to us in our hearts and our lives based on what we see on the outside, the outward signs of the Holy Spirit within. See, this scripture is talking about outward and inward. The inward is about how we look at right and wrong and how we look at the acts of the flesh and what is our heart about living out what God tells us to do. The outward signs of the Holy Spirit. Signs that others might see in your heart and your life because they are shown in how we talk and what we focus on and our relationships. What do people see in your life? What do people see in your heart and your attitude?